They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. I'm your host as always, and today we have Shane with us. Shane, Tron, whichever he wants to go by, it's all good, it's all love. <laughs> He's a podcast virgin, so, right? Is oh, this your yeah. first podcast? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll let you stick the tip in. Yeah, that's good, dude. It's, it's, it's my honor. <laughs> we'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah, nice. What are you drinking there? Some yingling. A lot of people don't like it, but nice. I'm a lager guy, dude. Nice man, yeah. That's uh, that's around where I'm at in PA, Pottstown, yeah. Pottsville. Yeah. Really? This is where they're from? Yeah, Pottsville. Oh shit! PA. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> that's like the beer beer everybody drinks around here. Yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, I like it. Like I said, I, I don't like IPA. I think it, IPAs taste like piss. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I like maybe the darker beers every now and again, but. Just yingling is always the one that I go to no matter what. You know what I mean? Like the Guinness is like too thick for me. I don't like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm trying, I'm trying to relax. I'm not trying to fucking chug down some, some fucking tar. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to eat like a loaf of bread. Exactly. Exactly. So dude, uh, <laughs> Tron over here, he does some dope ass art. I got in contact with him through Paranoid American. Shout out to Thomas. And hopefully he's going to be doing some art for us here coming soon. But, dude, I'm going to just let you introduce yourself, plug in your social media, whatever you want to talk about. And today we might be talking about dreams, psychedelics, <laughs> a little bit of everything. And we'll see what uh, uh, Shane told me he had a couple of what dreams he wanted to talk to me about. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My name's Shane Golden. Uh, Tron, if you will. Uh on Instagram at Tron's Universe. And uh yeah, this is my first time on a podcast. A little excited, a little nervous. What took you so you long? Know? 
I don't even have an excuse. <laughs> I, I really don't. I've been I've been listening to podcasts for whew, years, but uh, just never never got on one. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm doing work right now for uh, Thomas from uh, Paranoid American. We're working on uh, a conspiracy themed adult coloring book. <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's a lot of good ones in there you know i know he's slowly been kind of putting them out but there, there's some real gems in there man yeah he showed he showed me his list and he showed me some other ideas that he had and i'm like bro where the fuck do you come <laughs> up with this and he's like i know it's a little you know niche but it, it'll work it'll work out i'm like all right man i mean you know what you're doing bro so so how'd you get into I, i've always been jealous of people who who are able to draw, you know, or even, or even authors, right. That are able to come up with this entire universe. And the one that I always talk about is the guy from, I forgot, damn, drawing a blank. The guy from game of Thrones, the fuck's his name. George R. Martin, some shit like that. Yep. Him, how he's yep. able to create this entire universe, or even George Lucas, right? Where they're able to create this entire universe and mythos around a story and characters and develop those characters. I've always been jealous of that. I've always wanted to be able to write. And I love H.P. Lovecraft and, and the whole horror and co uh, cosmicism and all this stuff. And how'd you get into drawing, dude? I think art is dope. And I feel that, I mean, art talks to everybody on a deeper level when it comes to it's this crazy thing right because we look at you look at back to plato's the republic where he wanted to limit the arts so people wouldn't be inspired and art really just touches people's soul if you will on a deeper level how'd you get into drawing i'm, I'm jealous of people who can draw so good because i have all these crazy ideas <laughs> but my hand just doesn't move in that the right way to be able to convey that idea you know what i mean uh-huh yeah i i've been drawing ever since i was a kid my dad, I was telling you about that today. He's a, a hot rodder. He's always been, uh, both my parents have always really encouraged the arts. Always encouraged me creating. I remember, do you remember, uh, it was a television show. I don't know if it was on WHITF or PBS. Uh, no, <laughs> Pappy's Playland. Pappy's I'm not Is that, that old, bro. Bell? I'm only 27. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I mean, I, I turned 33 in a little bit, so we're not that far off. Not that far off. No. Huh. What's it called? Pappy's Playland. Pappy's. Let's look this shit up. Pappy's Playland. Dude, it was awesome. I remember he would, like, walk you through. There was, like, puppets on it and stuff, you know? And he would walk you through, like, a said piece, you know, like uh, like a lion or, you know, trees or whatever. And he would walk you through it, and you would draw it along with him. And then at the end, he would, like, as the credits were rolling, he would have pictures that the kids sent in up there, like, whatever drawings they did. He'd have them at the end. And... That was the first place I, I ever got my art on was Pappy's Playland. Oh, you were there? You went and, there? Uh, you, like, actually physically went there? No, no, no. I got – one of my drawings got chosen to, like, 
it was almost like a montage at the end where they'd oh, like nice. show yeah they'd show like what you drew what the kid drew and then they'd have your like name and where you were from you know like down on the bottom yeah and uh but yeah i remember doing that with my grandma um she was my babysitter growing up so and she was dude, she taught me everything but um but yeah i started drawing there <laughs> i was just i was just talking about this with thomas in elementary school i started a comic book right <laughs> with my with a friend of mine called the dumb force <laughs> the dumb force it was like yeah the dumb force right and it was just i i would draw he would be the writer you know i do the speech bubbles and the illustrations or whatever and obviously it's a kid in the fifth grade but i remember it was so big just in my class and this one girl she uh her dad loved it okay what the fuck and yeah her dad loved it and i would sell these kids comic books right because my mom had a scanner and a printer at the time because she was a secretary so she always had like we had the tech to keep up with her work so we had a scanner a printer and i remember just making tons of copies of these and handing them out in school for like five five cents ten cents a quarter you know at lunch buy me a chocolate milk or something like that and this girl's dad loved it so much i remember the first person first piece of merchandise that i ever sold with my with my art or whatever there's this character named froggy and he was just some stupid very just like he looked like a sock and that's what i ended up making for this girl's dad she's like do you have any merch and i was like yeah so i went and grabbed one of my dad's crusty old socks and he has fucking rank feet so it was crusted and filled it with i think it was like dried rice and drew this froggy character on it and i sold it to her for 20 bucks and that's when the principal stepped in and yeah i remember they called my parents and they brought him in had to talk to him and they're like listen we can't be having kids selling stuff like that you know like what the, he, he what, didn't the, like the what were they about dude just like it was it was such like potty humor like there was the dumb force was like all these stupid characters not superheroes or anything like that like one of them was like i i don't i honestly remembering it was like one took a bunch of farts and that was like his his like thing you know and it, it was all just like really gross potty humor stuff and in the fifth but, grade, you were hustling people and selling your merch for the first time ever. That's that's funny, dude. Yeah. But, so after that, it just so when it comes to drawing, do you have to you have to practice to get good at it, right? There's obviously like different techniques and stuff like that. Uh, absolutely. Um, I really kind of over the years just forced myself to draw something every day, you know, and uh, over time just that routine and doing that all the time, you know, you, you, the, your hand learns to do all these movements. Like I was a very, I picked up a lot of technique from just watching stuff and drawing it, you know, not tracing, but like looking at something 
drawing it down, you know, a cartoon. It it wasn't not a lot of like nature stuff, you know. I never drew any animals or anything like that. It was always like superheroes, monsters. But yeah, just just every day, really. I had a friend of mine in high school who would do the craziest drawing. I like I like the type of drawings that look like What's the guy's name from from Alien? Uh, HR, is it HR Geiger or HH Geiger or something like that? Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, Geiger, Geiger. Yeah, however, H- however you pronounce it. HR HR Geiger. And yeah. you know like that that neo almost like a horror like aesthetic to it. I've always liked those type of drawings and this kid could draw he did a couple of things for me. He could draw so good. And I was always jealous about people. Because, dude, growing up, to be honest with you, man, I was never really good at anything now that I think of it. <laughs> I, I was I was, I was, was having a conversation yesterday with my friend Chris. And with the whole podcasting scene and all this stuff. And I, the reason I started podcasting was because I forgot why the fuck I started podcasting. But I guess, like, I needed an outlet or something like that to be able... So I'm the guy. I'm the kind of guy that that will hyper fixate on a hobby, and like go all out on that oh, hobby, yeah. and then like get bored, and then go on to the next hobby, and then get bored of that, <laughs> and just keep going. And the reason I started podcasting was to have like some sort of outlet where I could talk about things that I uh, that I like. Because the issue that I was having is these esoteric subjects that I like to talk, like that I like to listen to. A lot of people don't talk about them, right? And when and I hate when right. you click on a podcast. And it's supposed to be about X, Y, Z. And then the fucking hosts just talk about something completely different than what's like on the title. So if I'm trying to do research on something and, you know, let's say I look up hollow earth or some shit and for 45 minutes of the 60 minute episode, the host and the other person is talking about <laughs> something completely different. It's like you wasted my time here. I am trying to wait for like the information or whatever, maybe some, cause I like listening to different perspectives of ideas because maybe something oh, that I don't know of the same topic, you might know something that I didn't. It was like these little nuggets of truth that you pick up on the way. So that's why I'll look at things from a different point of view or from a different person and the way that they present it. And I, I think that's one of the main reasons I started podcasting. I want to talk about what I liked. I want to talk about, you know, things that interest me and have people on that, int- you know, that, that are interesting to me and learn from them about Did I've had fucking doctors on here. I've had evangelists on ex evangelists on I've had all types of people, visionary artists. I know Lawrence Carano, which was on the podcast uh, probably about two years ago. Now he's a visionary okay. artist. And that's another crazy thing that these, cause HR Geiger was a visionary artist where they, they go into this trans like state to be able to paint their visions or their dreams or whatever it may be and almost like automatic writing is that what you're talking about i never heard of that was that like where people just automatic writing channel um yeah yeah well yeah basically you're like just shutting off your brain and letting whatever you're channeling or whatever meditative Mm -hmm. state yeah whatever's coming in from the universe or whatever like like you were talking about with tom uh manly p hall oh dude you know it, I, I, dude, I, he told me to start the book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. 
and I just started it on Audible the other day, and that's I'm what only I, that's on what I, exactly what I was reading today, and I was literally just yeah. talking to Thomas about it like a few minutes ago. Dude, that that was that was a great recommendation. He he gave me some other ones I want to check out, you know, because I, I I've been into fiction, you know, like growing up, I was really into like. J.R. Tol Tolkien, yeah. uh, Terry Brooks, Ari Salvatore, you know, like, I don't know what they consider that, like, high fantasy or fantasy in yeah. general, but... Like Dungeons uh, & Dragons, bro. I'm like, I, I love Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. fucking have nobody to yep. play with, but it's like, I like opening the books and looking at the art and just looking at the lore and goblins and... and, and dra bro, I was... I remember yeah. when I was growing up, I was obsessed with dragons for, like, the longest fucking time. Like dragons were the yeah. shit to me, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy, dude! This is wild." <laughs> and I mean, you're, a lot you're, of a you're lot like of people, ice dragons. Yeah, a lot of people think that. I mean, maybe dragons might have been real at one point. Who the fuck knows? Because just like with every legend or folklore or whatever, I think there's a, a, a like a mustard seed of truth in there. So, the whole idea of the boogeyman and. And these things that we use to scare kids, right? You got kids? So, yeah, yep. So, I got I got a five year old and another one coming. Oh yeah, me too, bro. Congrats. I got another, nice I, man. Congrats to you. I got another boy coming in in May. So Oh, so you got you got a you got a boy and you're gonna have another boy. Yeah, I have a three and a half year old, almost four years old. He's a little motherfucker, and then I got another boy coming. <laughs> so <laughs> That's cool. My, my, hey, same here, but just girls. You got two girls, yep. bro? I'm gonna yeah, this this new one's gonna be gonna be a girl. She's gonna be I think her due date's in March sometime. R.I.P. bro. Yeah. I didn't want I did not want to have a girl. <laughs> like I didn't I don't wanna <laughs> deal with that shit just because you gotta like cause men are pigs, dude. Like men are men are bad. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm a mm -hmm. guy, so like I know what goes <laughs> in our minds and all this shit. And I just didn't wanna have to deal with all that. But yeah, so you know, these legends that we tell our kids to be able to scare them to go to sleep or whatever. Fear is passed down through genetics. That's been scientifically proven. If you flash different shapes above the head of a of a of a chicken, they don't freak out. Or you can do a square circle, triangle, whatever it may be. But as soon as you flash uh, the silhouette of a fucking eagle above the head of a, of a chicken, they freak the fuck out. Why? Because through all its genetics and throughout its whole lineage, since it was that whole gene pool, that fear of, hey, run when you see this shape in the sky that's been passed down, even if they've never encountered an eagle. The same thing goes with humans. I think the whole skinwalker, maybe not the chupacabra, but skinwalker, wendigo, boogeyman, all these folklore legends of, of and and it's got, they have a bunch of different names, right? All throughout history, right. especially the Native American and Indigenous people, they're they have a bunch of different versions. When it comes to that, I think that's a real thing as far as the Skinwalker, especially because there's a thing. Have you ever heard of Haplogene X? No. So Haplogene X is this, this gene group, right? And it, dude, it goes deep, like as far as like. Uh, to the to the to the ancient Mesopotamians uh, uh, Mesopotamians and all this shit way 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 back almost like an ancient bloodline right and they say that these people that have this gene group and it's mostly Native Americans and people of indigenous cultures 
they're more susceptible to certain things. So spiritually, interdimensionally, whatever it may be. And my right. theory has always been that these these ancient civilizations that have quote unquote disappeared, right? Because the ancient Egyptians, like what happened to them? Oh, they got taken over by the Hyksos people. It's like, who the fuck are the Hyksos? Oh, just a nomadic tribe. Wait, so you're telling me one of the most advanced civilizations ever got taken over by some fucking randoms out of nowhere. (laughs) And then boom, here we are, the Romans and the Greeks or this and that. You just, there's like inconsistencies. So my theory is that these people as a whole through genetics or whatever it may be, they were able to achieve some sort of enlightenment or attunement to a certain frequency and just peace the fuck out. That's why we don't know what happened to the minds. They just, they just left. You know what I mean? They just, they just got up and left. So I think that they were maybe at a certain, cause we don't know what the pyramids were built for, bro. Like we still don't know right, until no. this fucking day. And they tell us in school, oh, they're, they're tombs for the Pharaohs and all this. And I go, no, dude, I think it was maybe some sort of, of energy thing, right? We have all these ducks and you have the water running underneath it. Uh, maybe it was an yeah. ancient power plant. Or maybe it was when they got in the king's chamber, that box. I've had friends of mine lay in that box. And they say that people start chanting. And the vibration is so intense intense within that box and within those walls that they have to get out. So maybe at a certain time of the year, they're able to tap into this sort of frequency through the constellations, etc., etc. That's what the pagans were all about. They were about worshiping the celestial bodies. So they knew their shit. Right. And maybe... Maybe so they were able to achieve something where they were just able to peace out and just teleport to some other dimension. But we're never going to fucking know. But the whole thing about the ancient Egyptians was that they were obsessed with the afterlife. So what did they know that we don't? You know what I mean? Well, have you ever have you ever heard that like or or read anything about the Egyptians actually? Never they they never built any of that. They they stumbled upon it and like built build upon that so then that's like okay well what ancient civilizations build it you know what what level were they on what what parallel dimensions did they know about and could access i mean that's when i think about the indians what you're saying about there's stargates everywhere there bro yeah yeah dude i mean that's that's uh when we went into iraq i mean you you've heard that about them like Yeah, as soon as they got in there, going right to the museums, right to the ancient artifacts, you know. Fuck oil. The weapons of mass destruction, dude. The weapons of mass destruction, because supposedly Saddam Hussein, he believed that he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar is obviously that 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 king that had the visions in the Bible, and according to him, he was gathering artifacts, and supposedly he could. You know, this is what I tell people, and. I know you mentioned the the Matrix movie, right? Where mm-hmm. they put all this symbolism. And as Manly P. Hall says, symbolisms are the language to the soul. And because they, they everything is symbolic, right? Every, no matter how you put it, everything is symbolic. Uh, numbers mean things. Mathematics is the language of the universe. How Pythagoras was talking about. And I think that all these movies that they put out, and all this fucking media that they put out. It's <laughs> neurolinguistic programming. So the show Stargate Atlantis, it's about a fucking Stargate, which we know that the government was participating in tests with Stargates 
in parallel dimensions. Right. And I was reading about the project. It's called, I have to look it up again, but anyways, it's a project where they're able to attune hemic, uh, I think it's hemispheric synchronization or something like that, where they're able to attune both sides of the brain to the same frequency. And people are just able to like look into other dimensions and, 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 supposedly there were reports that they saw reptilians that there was a group of people that participated in the same experiment and they all saw the same shit. So like when two people try DMT and they both see the same entities, that sort of thing. So it's like, we know the government is testing and doing shit on this. So it's like, is it real? And I've always said this bro, because right. Conspiracy theorists was a, was a term dubbed by the CIA. Now, if something's not right. yeah, true, after, after JFK, yeah, yeah, after JFK, if yep. something's not true, why do you give it credibility? Why do you even right. bother yeah. with it? So you have these people, right. the reptilian elites or whoever the fuck they may be, the archons, whoever, doing things in the background, messing around with things that they're classified or whatever that we're never going to know about, but yet they're fucking around with it. It's like the dark arts, woo woo type of stuff. Like it, it gets intense, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's like that uh, that whole uh, men who stare at goats, you know. Like yeah. you're saying, for for all for all this stuff that that they laugh at and, and put their noses up at, and oh, it's fiction. All oh, these fucking people are crazy. Okay, well, if that's your sentiment, if that's what you believe, like you said, why are you spending millions of fucking black ops money to do all these projects? involved with that stuff if, if you don't believe in psychic abilities why are you spending so much money and and having these black op operations towards that you know yeah you're right another one of my favorite theories is the whole do you know about all the underground cities in the world not all of them but no i mean i have i have looked into that yeah so there's a there's a ton and uh, the, the more the more known one is is called Derinkuyu in Turkey and it's a underground city that stretches for I forget how many miles but it's got like I don't know how many layers dude it's a huge underground city it's a huge network and they said that they were built during the the Byzantine era when they were trying to take over and all this shit but I go that took way longer than what they're saying and they always come up with this narrative to try and justify these crazy feats that I believe human, the whole thing with the, and you mentioned the, the pyramids earlier about how the dynastic Egyptians didn't build them. Right. I think it was a little bit of both. I think the dynastic Egyptians contributed to a lot of them. How I think that, yeah, maybe some of the stuff they did find, and there's always like this missing link. And that's when you get into the woo woo stuff of Atlantis, uh, Tartaria, all these different things of, of how, yeah, the Egyptians came by and they were like, Hey, it, it, and, and the one that I, that I always point to the reason that people say that they just took over is the, I, I, I think the name is the tombs of uh, Saqqara where have you seen the, the boxes, the big boxes underground? So again, it's this extensive network. And the reason that when you see pictures of the pyramids, the reason that you see the pyramids by themselves and nothing around them is because the vast network of catacombs and tunnels underneath the entire outside 
of the pyramids, if they were if they were to build anything uh-huh. on there, it would collapse because there's so many miles and miles and miles of tunnels around the Giza plateau and they all connect. A lot of people say that's, you know, the entrance to hollow earth. And <laughs> I, I like to think about the, the missing 411 that a lot of these people, they go missing on these concentrated entrances to underground networks. So yeah. is something taking them underground you know what I mean? Like some fucking reptilians or something that are. I, I also heard the other day about this advanced race of dinosaur that when the meteor hit, they went underground. And those are the hollow earth. And then you have this article that came out the other day of wind from the hollow earth escaping through this opening in the, in the under Panama or some shit. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, the guy from Haley's <laughs> Comet, bro, Edmund Haley, he he talked about concave earth. And mind you, just how Galileo talked about the earth revolving around the sun and he was ruled a heretic. All these guys are labeled right. pseudoscientists. But right. back in early 2020, we were talking about vaccine passports and then boom. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. yeah, eventually you get to that point to where it's like, wait, is it really conspiracy or is it just a cult knowledge or, you know, something hidden? Because, dude. A couple of weeks ago, NASA hired 27 theologians to study how people to, how people would react to the to the reveal of aliens. What the fuck is all that about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that just that harkens to Project Bluebeam. Yeah. And you know that that whole that whole thing. So yeah. No. Yeah. No. You're 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 right. I mean, it's that's the whole thing. You know, it's. Conspiracy theorists, yes, it was a term after JFK to, to, to thwart all of those people that came out even questioning it. And But like, like you've said, I mean, as time goes on, we're proven right, not wrong. I think Sam Tripoli, my man Sam, he always has said um, conspiracy theorists just keep score, right? <laughs> we, we we don't forget you know yeah no we don't and the same thing goes i'm trying to find this quote so i believe it was by terrence mckenna uh to to jump into our next topic the okay so when when the the ancients right they participated in in the use of these entheogens and psychedelics and these drugs and I think that contributes to this idea that these drugs or whatever, you're able to use them to break out of the matrix, right? That's why in the matrix, it's either a red pill or a blue pill. It's like, which are you going to take? And the the quote is, psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third story window, but because they dissolve opinion structure and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing which opens up the possibility that everything you know is wrong remember it's harder to control people that are open-minded who are able to think for themselves and as you saw in the matrix the new one at the very end when neil patrick harris's forehead was talking about how people (laughs) will always want to be governed regardless of the fact and I think that, dude, right. and I think that has to do again with what I talked about earlier, this genetic pass down of traits, 
that all throughout history, there's always been kings. There's always been a hierarchy. And hierarchy really plays with people's psyche, like the whole prison experiment where the, the guards yeah. become the prisoners and the prisoners become the guards and what ends up happening. Some fucked up shit ends up happening because of that position in society or the hierarchy, right? I'm better than you. And dude, I was talking to my friend this week and I said, he's working, I'm working, right? We're just on the phone, just bullshitting. And I go, bro, bro, this is, this is all bullshit, man. I was like, we work for what? We work for pieces of paper. And I trade my pieces of paper to you for a service or something else or a commodity, whatever it is. What if we all came together and said, you know what? Fuck the system. We don't need yeah, this shit. I thought about that before. Yeah. But, you, but you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I think as a, uh-huh. as a collective consciousness, I think the reptilians, they need us. Not, I think I know that they need us in this lower vibrational frequency. Cause they feed off of that shit. They feed right, off the of sun it. moon matrix. Yeah, exactly. They feed off. Of it. And I talk and, and I talk about the Saturn time cube, uh, simulation hypothesis yeah. that uh, had Nick Hinton on. I might have him on next month again uh, for our two yeah, year I, anniversary. I like, I like Nick. Yeah, yeah he, Nick Hinton's a... cool. Yeah, you, you've had you've had a lot of good guests on on your podcast, man. I mean, I've had you on, so that's that's a good guest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see one. <laughs> so he he talked about this right. Which is is not a new idea. It's been around for a while. This whole Saturnalia, Saturn worship, which can be translated to Kronos, the devil, et cetera, et cetera. But have you ever heard the sounds coming from Saturn? Mm, I, I no, I can't. I can't recall remembering so, hearing them, but I, I know what you're talking about. So every celestial body, everything in the world, how Pythagoras said, has a frequency. Right, everything you're able to, if if I'm able to match up the atoms in my hand with the atoms in my desk, if I'm able to match up both frequencies, I'm able to put my hand through the table. Yeah, now, I've heard that. How the fuck do you do that? We don't know. Maybe this <laughs> is where all this woo woo stuff. I, I dude, I believe in magic, man. I believe in that shit. I believe that. Oh yeah, right on. We yeah. were. I believe that we were, as a people suppressed language was suppressed they the the original alphabet was only 17 or 19 letters and they added letters and these symbols because that's what they are for no fucking apparent reason right if you look at welsh mythology bro how fucking epic it is with the dragons and magic and all this shit yeah i think that people have been suppressed in order because they know our true potential type of thing the whole humanism movement has been suppressed to what to be no no in order to achieve divinity and anybody who says otherwise is ruled a heretic you have to go right. through us and us is the powers that be whether that's the government whether that's the church whether that's whoever but mind you his story history is the fucking guy who won bro you know what i mean like we're we're living oh, off absolutely. of the guys who fucking won in 1776, yeah. there would have been like, well, imagine 1776, they would have been like, all right, let's go ahead and just pay our taxes and just keep being ruled by the crown. <laughs> imagine how much of a different reality we would have been in if that wasn't the fuck. T- fuck T. We we don't we don't need T. Exactly. Uh, we're good. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yep. like it's like uh huh. It's like our 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 founding fathers, which 
they're they were probably pieces of shit. They were probably racist as fuck. You know what I mean? They that's just <laughs> that dude. That's just the reality of things. You know what I mean? Which right, yeah, blows yeah. my mind because I don't know why we need to involve race into anything. I have friends of all ethnicities and colors and whatever. They're it's, just people. It, to me, that's it's all just tools of separation. You know, if if like you, like you were saying, if we all come together and all you know stop watching television you know i i know we're using technology right now and it has its benefits but at the end of the day social media is toxic. another yeah it's toxic man yeah i i mean i haven't had a facebook account in like a decade now you know i just i i fuck with instagram i mean that's been good good to me and get my art out there but even that it's like what what are you really seeing you know people can project whatever life they want to on these these scrying mirrors right you know and make everybody believe what they want them to believe you know it's not real you know and uh yeah no it's they're all tools of separation uh you talk about i mean that's that's funny we you know we bring this up because that Manly P. Hall book. I mean, this is stuff I, I already had researched and learned, but he brings it up, you know, these ancient mystery schools at the beginning of time, you know, you, you look at the beginning of anything. I mean, even the Masons, they all start out as these honest to goodness, mm-hmm. like pure things. Right. But just like any movement, right. Any movement, the, the evil sorcerers, right. You know, they, they, they don't want that. So they, I don't know, work their way in, corrupt it. And then over time, it's like, okay, well, whatever those good lessons, whatever magic they were trying to impart in the world to us, to the future, it's it just gets taken over, controlled, suppressed. And it's like you said, his story. They won. They write the books. It makes me think about how you're saying like one app, one bad apple spoils the rest. Maybe the Knights Templar, they did have good intentions and then somebody infiltrated them and they started worshiping Baphomet and doing all this fucked up shit. (laughs) But, but I, I, yeah, I get exactly what you mean. And it goes back to that same thing that they need us trapped in this lower vibrational energy because they, they harvest that energy and they, what I mentioned earlier about Saturn, if you listen to the sounds coming from Saturn, the whole thing is the Saturn time cube is that the Demiurge is actually Saturn and he's controlling this false reality through the use of cymatics or, or the use of, of frequencies to be able to suppress human consciousness and keep us trapped in this Ouroboros. So when you die, they say that your consciousness travels somewhere else. And the Gnostics talked about Gnosis. When you achieve Gnosis and you're able, and Gnosis is sacred knowledge. Uh, for, for And they use the term Gnosis for chaos magic too, but in the Gnostic uh, term, it's sacred knowledge. It's knowledge that finds you. It's whatever your truth is to you, right? Whatever it, it means to you, that's what it is. And through the use of Gnosis, you're able to break through and ascend to the upper eons, right? So right now we're in the the lower eons, which is the material world. The upper eons is heaven, hell, whatever you want to call it. But according to the Gnostics, we are in hell. And that's why you see this, this perversion and, and Pythagoras, dude, 
I always tell people, I don't know how we got lost in translation because Pythagoras said, you know, don't sacrifice, don't commit suicide. But he also said, if man is able to destroy even just one grain of, of sand or whatever it may be, he will ultimately destroy himself. And I think we've been, we've passed, we've been way fucking past that for a very long time now. And that plays again into the whole simulation argument that a civilization will end itself before it achieves full technological maturity. So we will like Oppenheimer when he made the atomic bomb and he quotes the Bhagavad Gita uh, Vishnu when he says, you know, I have become the destroyer of worlds and that dude, that's fucking just sends chills down my spine. Cause I'm like, this dude knew how he fucked up. He said, yeah. I've created something so destructive and so evil. And he quotes some fucking Hindu, uh, ancient Hindu text of this God that just was to, about to go on, on some crazy slaughter of his brother's army or some shit like that. And he becomes his multi-armed form. And that's why I did the, the Vishvarupa Bigfoot. Because it's just oh, like oh man like, that that's a that's a dope picture man because so again inspired by that I have I have become the destroyer of worlds and it's like this destructive nature of humanity that just comes out but back to the the whole psychedelic movement thing <laughs> I know you wanted to talk about yeah. that and we can talk about uh, dreams and and you had some I love hearing people's psychedelic experiences I've only had mushrooms one time and haven't tried it since and i've been thinking about it but ever since my experience i've i've come to have that much more respect for the sacred plant medicine and i think that it shouldn't be used lightly because when we take these plants and these things like like the mushroom the mushroom is is a sacred thing that holds like in a in a one by one inch cut of dirt, there's like I don't know how many miles of mycelium, and it's like this thing that has always been there since the beginning of time. And when you tap it, I, I believe that when you take this, like like the Eucharist, right, where you taking in, and it's funny because a lot of people thought that Jesus was a mushroom, right? There's there's that conspiracy that, yeah, I've heard that. that Christianity is a mushroom cult, but when you take this substance i believe that you teleport to another dimension and they show you things they show you different aspects of your psyche and that's what ended up happening to me where i yeah that's what i want to hear T tell, tell me tell me about your trip i'll tell you about mine well like i grew my own right because i'm the type mm -hmm. of guy that if i'm gonna be if I'm going to be doing some questionable shit and by like questionable, like, you know, I vape, whatever, it's bad for you. But if I'm going to vape, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, get a good quality vape from a quality company, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you limit the factors. Uh -huh. It's still fucking bad for you. That's the whole point. <laughs> so when I wanted to do and have my first psychedelic experience, I said, I'm going to grow my own. My uh, uh, mycology is fucking dope. Growing mushrooms and learning about the anatomy of a mushroom, knowing when it's ready to pick, 
knowing how to control the 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 environment up for it. So for three months, I was nurturing these mushrooms from the very time that I got them in a syringe, right, to the time that they mm-hmm. fruited, and I was able to pick them. And then you have to dry them. So it's a whole process. It's alchemy. You know, it's a whole fucking process. Yeah. So I took the whole process in, and then when I was ready to take them, I, I there was like this doubt in my mind where it was like, this shit's not going to work. I was like, there's no fucking way like I did this shit. There's no fucking way. This is fake. Yeah. So I, I was playing World of Warcraft with some friends of mine. And nice. I took three grams. And I had a friend who, I don't want to say too much, but he would partake in activities in the dark web, selling certain types of substances. And he told me, he said, he said, because I, I told him I was going to do, do three and a half grams. I was like, nah, dude, three and a half is a lot. Try two and a half. I was like, all right. I have this other friend of mine who works at a psilocybin retreat in Jamaica, treating people with PTSD and trauma and all this stuff with psilocybin. He said, nah, dude, you can take four, three and a half, whatever. I was like, hmm. This other dude said two and a half. This other guy said three and a half. Let's just meet in the middle. Let's just do three. So I took the three. And mind you, it's like I have this connection with the mushrooms that it's like you nurture it and you bring it up. And it's like this relationship that I formed with them. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And yeah, it's like a I, child. Yeah, it's like a child. Exactly. And yeah. I took them. And for the and I was coming up, I, I didn't really think that they were going to do anything. To be honest, I didn't think that anything was going to happen. <laughs> I took them and then I remember I was coming up and I was feeling just fucking amazing. Right? I was feeling great. I was I was having a great time with my friends and I remember being overwhelmed at at one point cuz I was playing I was playing World of Warcraft and I remember feeling overwhelmed because of the visuals, right? I started, I started coming up in that first peak and I had to turn it off and I was, I had headphones in and I was talking to my friends and I had to turn it off because it was that, it was, it was just like a, like a, like a sensory overload type of thing. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I turn it off and I'm still on the phone with my friends and they're, they're all laughing at me like, Oh, you know, you're fucking tripping your balls off, whatever. (laughs) my headphones felt like they were morphed into my head, bro. They felt like they were like, my headphones felt like they were in my head. And I was like, Oh shit. I was feeling, I was like, damn, this is crazy. My room, my room was breathing my drum by myself. It's like fucking yeah, the breathing. Yeah. 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, fuck. It was at the peak of COVID dude at the very peak of COVID. So I remember turning off my computer after trying to watch various things. I tried watching this documentary on Mars, fucking bad idea. I tried watching <laughs> Joe Rogan and that's when I saw Joe Rogan. I remember Joe Rogan with like black eyes, dude. He had black eyes. And then he had Brian Callahan with him on there. And I remember Brian's face morphing into like what I, I can think of it now. Like he looked like Baphomet. You know what I mean? Like he looked like the fucking oh. 
the 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 like a weird fucking face. He had like six eyes. Like it was fucking crazy. And as soon as I saw that, I turned it off and I go, oh, shit. I turned it off. <laughs> and then I start having the like the auditory hallucinations, if you will, where my friends would talk to me. And mind you, I, I feel the headphones in my fucking skull. And my friends are talking to me and I feel like it was like my subconscious talking to me because the what I was answering my friends things that they weren't saying at the time. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? They're like, wait, what? And I was like, dude, what do you mean? And they're like, dude, are you, like, what, like, what the fuck's up with you? You know what I mean? I was just answering them. And it was like, it, it, I remember it being like, oh, you, I remember the, the one thing was like, oh, you fucking done it now. Like, I remember that. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what a, what have I done? They're like, yeah, you done fucked up. And I was like, what is the craziest fucking shit ever? So then I decided to get off the phone because I was like, hey, guys, I'm just going to just lay down and fucking try and chill, whatever. And it was at the peak of COVID. And I remember I said, because as soon as I turned off the computer, I felt this, I felt this sense of dread. Like I was going to die. I was like dying. And I said to myself, I said, if I... If I freak the fuck out and I end up going to the hospital, I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to fucking die. So I was like, you better suck it up, right? You better overcome whatever fucking feelings you got going on to avoid going to the hospital, avoid calling somebody. You imagine calling somebody at 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning, like, yo, <laughs> tripping my fucking balls off. I don't know what to do. I really need help right now. And so I just lay down on my couch and I, t I tried watching The Office. Uh. Bad fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, bad <laughs> idea, bro. You know, when, you know when there's a conversation without context and, like, people are going back and forth? Like, you know, have you ever uh. seen those funny videos of, like, on YouTube with, like, Joe Rogan, like, with zero context and they make it seem like he's, like, a rapist or some shit? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Everything uh. felt like that. Like, The Office, you know how they jump around a lot from <laughs> character to character? It was just like, oh. And then the only thing that I could bear to watch was this documentary called I believe it was called Our Our World or Our Our Earth or some shit. It was on Netflix. And then Netflix used to, you know how Netflix when you when you go over the the titles it auto plays? Yeah. You know, yep. it like starts the audio. I remember scrolling Yeah, like play like a yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. little snippet. I remember scrolling through Netflix and everything was screaming at me, bro. Like I would, I would like hover over one thing. I was like, Draw! like just like blasting. And then I, I, I try to find, I try to get out of there and just like sit down and, 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 and I was able to put on this documentary about nature and about animals. And this documentary goes through different parts of the world, like the frozen tundra, the rainforests, the oceans. And I remember sitting there, bro. And watching these animals interact. But the way it started, oh, it's all happy. Here's a little baby seal. Here's the baby seal. And then the 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 sinister music would come up. And then here's a fucking <laughs> polar bear eating the baby seal's fucking head. Right? Uh. So it's like, oh, how beautiful. Oh, my fucking God. This baby seal just got it. And then the bear just picks it up by its head and just drags it off. <laughs> And uh, the one thing in part, bro, and I, and I like, I went out to like my fish tank and I was looking at my fish and I'm like, I was like talking to my fish. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I brought, like, I was like, 
I'm watching this baby seal get eaten. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck it. I'm crying, bro. I'm like crying. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy, bro. This is wild. It's just a baby seal. And then the one thing that really fucked it up for me was the elephant seals. And there's these two ton animals that they're fucking huge, bro. And there's hundreds of thousands of, I remember saying, why is there so many? Cause it was just like, I don't know if I was tripping and you know how you see like patterns like over and over again. I was like, why is there <laughs> yeah. so many fucking seals? <laughs> and they get on these islands and since of because of global warming, the, the, the ice is melting. So these seals are, mind you, a two, two ton animal. They climb higher and higher on these rock cliffs, right? They climb higher and higher mm-hmm. and they get up to crazy heights to where they're all on top of each other and they start pushing each other off. And they show all this shit, bro. They show an elephant seal tumbling to its death. And I remember (laughs) crying, looking at these fucking helpless seals. And I remember saying, we are a fucking cancer to this fucking world that we're in. Everything we take and everything we do were fucking viruses. I think it was who was Stephen Hawkins that said that. That, yeah, humans have have made copies of what they're actually like. That's why we invented a virus, because we're fucking just cysts on the face of this earth that just destroy everything. And how Pythagoras said, if you destroy one grain of salt, you're ultimately destroy yourselves. Then you have Oppenheimer. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Exactly. Agent Smith. Yeah. You know, all yeah. This his, shit. His, his talk. Yeah. So. I remember just fucking crying my eyes out. And the whole entire time, bro, I was like hesitant and i wouldn't let the experience flow through i would just like be like i remember talking i'm like hey i just want to fucking go home right i just want to fuck i want this shit to stop like i want this to 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 end and you know it comes in waves so i'm like fucking peeking my balls off like oh here comes another wave like oh shit (laughs) and then i'm back again i'm like please just make it stop (laughs) and the entire time bro the mushrooms were just like nah bro you're here you're here now we're going to show you what this shit is about, right? You wanted to fucking do this. So we're going to fucking drag you through the mud. We're going to fucking show you what's up, dude. And I just remember they were like, you know, they told me, dude, they were like, you know, if if you don't change your ways, you know, like pay attention to your family, fucking play with your son a little bit more, fucking hug your wife a little bit more. And it, bro, it changed my fucking life. You know what I mean? Like ever since that night, I told you, it's like this sense of appreciation that you have after that, because it's these little sages with probably the fu- they say that they say that mushrooms are are aliens, bro. They 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 their yeah, spores re- resi- live in the vacuum of space. There was a uh some sort of mushroom that grew on the fucking window of the of the space station, right? They had some type of mushroom wow. going on. So it's like these things are from either another world or another dimension to where they're able to show you things, and they've been here way longer than you have. The shamans that do ayahuasca in, in the rainforest, they all know different Icaros, which they're like songs. And every single shaman has a different Icaros. And the shamans, when you ask them how they knew that certain Icaros, they're like, the plants taught me. Can you imagine, bro, in the in the rainforest, there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of plants and hundreds of thousands of species of different tree barks. And in order to make ayahuasca, they knew to take this fucking plant and this other one mix it together so you're able to trip your fucking balls off and go into another dimension 
and just have like this reawakening, like you're born again, like the like the true baptism, right? Not just some fucking bullshit where they dip you in water and <laughs> come back out. That's symbolic. That's symbolic of being right. born again. No, I'm talking about the real yeah. fucking deal doing DMT or psychedelics. And that's why for the ancient Egyptians, the shamans were always regarded as these higher ups. And there were, there was only certain people who were able to partake in certain ceremonies and do things because again, it's a medicine. And I think that when people do them, you know, to go to fucking raves and do all this shit, I think they're just doing the plant medicine, uh, some sort of dishonor, right? Because, it's not meant for that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, they're doing you know it wrong. Right? You know what I mean? So I haven't tried it since yeah. again. Uh, you know, I do s- smoke a lot of weed, but that's a little bit different. <laughs> and I, right. I think that when you get into the the state-altering psychedelics, that just, it gets heavy. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's wild you talk about death uh, in, in your trip. Now, me, it, it was, I was 18. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. I had no knowledge of, you know, treating these plants with respect, going in with an intention or anything like that. I was just some young fucking party kid, you know, uh, that we, we, it was in the winter time and, uh, it was over winter break. I was 18 and, uh, we were looking just to get a, just, just a bag of weed, you know? and uh and have a day like that but uh my buddy had mentioned that i was with uh he's like well this guy he he has mushrooms man and i always wanted to do mushrooms you know um so i was like i thought about it and i was like yeah let's let's do mushrooms you know and uh so we end up getting the mushrooms we each get an eight um and we stopped at some convenience store because, you know, in our heads, we're like, oh, well, we've heard orange juice intensifies it, you know, vitamin C. So we what? stopped. Really? Get, yeah. You ever hear that? No. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, we weren't side to, I mean, we had just heard that. So we're like, oh, man, we want this trip to be crazy, you know. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, well, we'll get that. And we ended up going to a cemetery by my house oh. and parking, right? Snowing everywhere. Like, it, it, it had just started snowing. And we, we ate the whole eight, and we still – I ended up we, – <laughs> we were supposed to get a bag, get an eighth of weed for some friends of ours, and we take these, these shrooms, and we're like, okay, we're going to stop by our friend's house. We're going to get this sorted out and then we're going to go home. And by then, like, we'll be good. You know, we'll we'll be safe when we really start peeking. And we get to this guy's house and it was just, I remember my buddy's girlfriend calling him on the phone. And I remember both of us just going, don't fucking pick up the phone. And as soon as he picked up that phone, that's when the giggles started. You know, we're just laughing. We're just laughing. And she's like, his name's Jesse. He's like, Jesse, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. And we just hang up just laughing. I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't even function. You know, my, my buddies were like, dude, like we really need this weed. Like what is going on? And we're like, listen, we can't do any of this. We're getting in the car and going back to my house, you know, and it's snowing. Right. <laughs> and 
we finally pile into my car, me and my buddy, and we're going down the road. And I remember as we were going down the road, like it's Star Wars, right? You know how you know how like when you're in the car and it's snowing, how it kind of looks like warp speed, right? I I mean I've never driven in the snow to be quite honest with you, but I've seen it on movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like Star Wars. Like you you get that in general without hallucinating. But as we're going down the road, I mean the snow. I mean it just as a car would pass, the the whole road would like breathe. It would like open <laughs> up. You guys are driving on mushrooms. <laughs> Oh yeah, and we and dude, we only had like a mile to go, but it it took for it felt like it took forever because to it changes get time, back bro. It changes exactly. time. Exactly. But long story short, we get back to my house, get inside, um, uh, get to my bedroom. We throw a movie on. You know, we're the the bed's breathing, the whole room's just breathing, like you were talking about. Um, the, the patterns on, on just whatever are like dislodging themselves from whatever object. And they're just starting to like roll like smoke over things, you know? And I, I don't know who had the bright idea. I think I'm the one with the phone. I was just feeling good. And I was like, you know what? Let's call fucking everyone we know and get them there. Right. <laughs> bad, bad idea. Shane, you know, like, um, so, and I went to take a, I went to take a shit because I was like addicted in that beginning to like taking shits. I, I think I was at the back. I think I took like three shits in the beginning because you know how it like fucks your guts up, dude. But I'm just like it's funny you mentioned what? that because I couldn't stop pissing. <laughs> as soon as I would take a sip of water, like a little sip, I'd have to fucking go take a piss, bro. And so I'm like <laughs> passing in front of the mirror in my bathroom. I'm like looking at myself, fucking oh. like morph into like this. I was like, no. And then I take a piss, and then the lights are changing. You know, like the lights change colors and shit. I'm like, fuck. Uh-huh. But yeah, I couldn't stop pissing, dude. Good thing I didn't have to shit. I, yeah, I, I I don't know what it was, but like I I I would like push really hard, and like the visuals would get like so much crazier as I'm pushing a turd out my ass, you know. And but anyhow, so I go in the bathroom after calling the, my friends, and they're like, "Oh my god, Shane, Shane and Jesse are tripping. We we gotta go over there and you know be, be see this, you know." And uh, they ended up coming over, and I forgot that I had even invited them. But I mean, it felt like like you said, like time started to disintegrate. You know, at the at the peak of my trip is when I I decided like my parents had left for the evening so like it was free rain over the house we had the friends there i think they were in the living room and i decided to take a shower wrong fucking move okay and by this point my buddy who i had started you know had been tripping with he's gone i don't know where he's at he ended up getting in his because he was he was my uh neighbor that lived across the field so he got in his car and tried going down the road. Long story short, he got stuck between these two pine trees that aren't that fucking close together in, in my yard. And uh, his girlfriend had to come get him, and he had a bad trip. But I remember getting in the shower, and it was like I had my brain reset. I got out of the shower thinking that it was in the morning, because that, that was my routine. I'd get up, take a shower, go out, get coffee, you know, start the day. And I walked out butt naked, okay? At this time, it was only a friend of mine, you know, not the one I was tripping with, but another friend of mine was there, 
And uh, we were cl really close to the time. And I remember going out butt naked. He's sitting at the table <laughs> and he's like, he's like, dude, why are you fucking naked? And I was like, dude, you're my best friend. Like that was an explanation. That was like an okay excuse to be butt naked. And I just start making coffee and he's like freaking out, man. He does like, I'm, I'm gone. And uh, I ended up being naked the whole time. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's winter one. It is winter. Uh, you know, there's ice. Like, yeah, there's fresh snow happening, you know, when we were tripping. But there's, like, crusty ice outside. And I remember I was, like, at, at one point, I was, like, okay, time does not exist. Time is not real. Time is an illusion. Um, and I wanted to break free from time. So I thought in my head at this point i'm like i'm fucking dead like i'm dead this is like the in between like a purgatory or something and if i just realize that i'm dead and prove to myself that i'm dead i can break on through like jim morrison says to the other side so i fucking my buddy in okay in the meanwhile my buddy had called two of our other friends his our friend chris and his girlfriend at the time had come over they're outside like talking getting ready to come into the madness that i'm in in the fucking house and i just barrel out of the back door naked butt naked in the snow i thought at that moment one i thought as i was cresting up over the hill i had my arms wide like this you know and i was like I just, I just have to pick. I, I thought I was gonna like break into like a field of like, you know, in Gladiator of like sun and wheat fields with like. It was this, nighttime. The, the, yeah, it was nighttime, and I fucking run up over this hill. And meanwhile, they're like, "Oh my god!" I, I get to the top of the hill, sit down in the ice, slide bare ass down the fucking hill, <laughs> and. I just and I had scratches and shit, cuts all over my ass, but I didn't even feel it. I, I went down the hill, ran out in front of my house, which I lit at the time. My parents lived in front of a major highway, so there's fucking cars going by. I'm just butt naked running out in front of the house. I finally get back in the house, okay, and I was like, okay, well that didn't work. So then I started grabbing everything that I I wanted to bring to the afterlife, you know pictures of my mom and dad uh food I, I grabbed my bong at one point full bong okay just dirty ass bong did water you, and but I'm you standing... felt like you were you felt like you felt like anxiety right like the entire time oh i mean it was it, it was it was like yeah i mean it was almost like a dread like i need to move on i need to get to the other side because if i don't i'm going to be trapped in this purgatory where time doesn't exist and I have to keep reliving these moments, you know, with these, uh, you know, I thought my friends were just figments of my imagination, but at one point, you know, at, at the, I'd say at the like peak peak before I started coming down, I had, my dad had a wood stove and they were all sitting out there and I remembered opening up the wood stove. All right there's just cherry just cherry coals in there you know and i remember just giving my friend a glance and he was like what the fuck is shane gonna do and I, I i had to do this one to prove to them that i knew 
that this was an illusion. Like, this is what I had to do to prove to them. And I stuck my hand right in, grabbed the hot coals. And I remember holding it. And I remember then feeling the fucking pain. And it, it was, it was intense. And then they finally had got ice on my hand, Dude, put me in bed. Fuck. They're like cleaning, cleaning up my room. And I remember just pulling the covers over my face. And I swear to God, I heard like, I thought someone was pushing me on a gurney through a hospital. Like I heard the beeps of like, you know, the life machines, like the, and I heard nurses going like, he's, he's fucking dead. He's not going to make it. Blah, 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 blah. And then I woke up and I remember like, I, I had a cousin that passed away when I was young and it really affected me. And, uh, I remember coming to and I thought this was my cousin. It ended up being a friend of mine that was actually sitting beside the bed, but you couldn't have convinced me that it was, I mean, it, it was my cousin that had passed away. And I remember just like talking to him and like saying like, this is it. Like I, I'm dead, man. And he was just like consoling me. And he just kept reassuring me, like, just go to sleep, just go to sleep. And, it just stopped just like that. I closed my eyes and opened them. I, I don't know how long I had slept or whatever that period of time was, but it was just like, it was over. So that, I mean, that, that was my trip. And after that, I mean, it changed me too. You know, I mean, I, I was always a very outgoing person, you know, uh, very, uh, what do they call that? Extrovert. I mean, I was a total extrovert. And after that, I just, I didn't go out much anymore. You know, I had trouble interacting with others. I just, it had affected me. Like, it just made me go inwards. And like talking about dreams, you know, we had mentioned about maybe talking about some dreams, you know. Years later, um, on a camping trip with uh, my my wife now, um, I had one of these epic dreams and one of those epic dream part of the epic dream at the end i had climbed up on this ladder and it was this old theater with like the old marquee you know with the lights and everything and it was like a like an overhang and i remember climbing up this ladder right and mind you this dream is just intense you know all this really wild stuff and i climb up this ladder towards the end and there's all these black and white mushrooms right and all of a sudden, the, do the, the dots on them start turning to, to these eyes, these black eyes, and they fucking all open up. And they're saying to me, open your eyes, open your eyes, open your eyes. And I snapped awake. And I don't know. I just I, – I, I took that as a sign like you did all of that wrong. And whether you like it or not, this has now changed you. You know, I don't know. It was intense, man. Yeah, dude, that's pretty fucking wild, man. That's that's the, that's why I got such a deep respect for it all. You know what I mean? Like, I I yeah. haven't done it, and I've been wanting to, right? But it's like it's not the time and place to do it. And a lot of people go, "Oh, just go out in nature and do this and that." But it's like, you know, if I want to know what's wrong with me, and if I want to like reflect deep down inside. You do mushrooms, you, do, you know what I mean? They're like these little, yeah. these little teachers of 
little teachers of wisdom where they yeah. they show you what is wrong with you and there's there's been a lot of stories of people who who take mushrooms and and they find out they have pt not pts schizophrenia and and it reveals to them like sicknesses and stuff that 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 it, it just really makes it's like i know it has a lot of like like fun things to it right that you could think oh you have a good right. time you feel good but in actuality it's fucking horrible if you really think about it you know what i mean and and, and yeah. people just take it and they do the hey and you might be able to take it and go to a rave and have a great time how you might be able to take and go to a rave and have the most horrible time you've ever had in your life i know a guy who was like doing different he was like popping lsd doing mushrooms all at the same time and he had like this crazy experience and that's why a lot of these motherfuckers they faint at raves because they're loaded up on mdma lsd mushrooms you know psilocybin all these things all in one time and it's like your mind and your consciousness isn't supposed to be there right because i do 100 percent think right. that it puts you in another dimension and that's what the ancients uh knew about these sacred medicines and that's why they held them to such a high standard and yep. maybe one of these days i'll do it again i eventually want to try <laughs> dmt and but to be honest like i have zero motivation to try it again ever since my first experience and have you ever uh heard of or smoked uh salvia do you remember when salvia was big yeah i've heard of people who have tried i've never tried any other psychedelic other than psilocybin and i have i've had friends of mine tell me stories that are fucking horrible like some yeah people living like entire lifetimes can you imagine just like knowing you're in some other place and never being able to escape or how many people take yeah. psychedelics and they don't ever come back. Right. You hear those horror stories of people that just take and like how you said, have a fucking mental breakdown. And because maybe they were destined to have that breakdown to know that there's something wrong with them. And, and the craziest thing about just human anatomy and human nature is that we're all just chemicals. Like every single process in the body involves one or other chemical the dopamine the happiness you feel if you feel depressed it's a lack of dopamine uh and your gut you know digestion is all chemicals uh nutrients everything vision is chemical your brain activity it's all you know how how morpheus says just electrical signals in your brain uh, and it's the craziest fucking thing dude that there's a reason I believe that there's a reason why these substances are available here on this realm, because if used correctly, they're able to heal people, right? Like marijuana, Absolutely. how it, it does help people with certain things with, with, with anxiety or pain or whatever it may be. But yep. when you start disrespecting the substances and start doing it for all the wrong reasons, that's when I think it gets into like this gray area, right? Because what is it? Oregon, I think, is that they decriminalize all drugs. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, like yep. you can fucking. That, that wouldn't surprise me. Oregon's, Oregon's a shit, a, a shit <laughs> hole, right? Uh huh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to go there. Shout out to Chris. No, and I, I. Oh, is that is that where he's at? Yeah, he's in. I think he's in Portland or some shit. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Like when you start disrespecting these substances, they turn on you because you're no longer, like you said, respecting them. You're no longer, uh, you know, it's, it's wild. You say about that, you know, I was ever since I was 14 years old, I was an avid smoker. I smoked every single day. I loved it. You know, it, it opened my mind up to all kinds of ideas, you know, and, it helped heal a lot of things inside of me. It provided me with just a lot of really awesome life-changing things. And you start depending on that. Knowledge. Right, but you start depending on it. And when I was 25, I just, I don't know what had happened, but every time I would smoke, I would get anxiety attack. Anxiety attack, anxiety attack. I mean, it never failed and it got to the point where i just i mean i haven't smoked i'm what 20 i'm 32 now gonna be 33 stopped at 25 however many years that is what seven but 10 years oh wow yeah but exactly that's how time flies really it really does especially when you have uh, kids (laughs) yeah because you see where that time goes you know what i mean like you see the change it's like uh, it's like yeah. when you're growing a plant or something. You see the plant, you don't look at it for a couple of weeks. Or whatever, you come back like a little bonsai tree. It's like, oh fuck it, look, it, it grew some more, it grew some more limbs, it grew some more, some more leaves. And that's what I feel like kids are like little bonsai trees that you got to take care and nurture and shape into what you want them to be. You know, well that's the man that you want them to be or the woman, whatever it may be. But yeah, I just how psychedelics aren't for everybody. I do believe that parenting and parenthood is not for everybody too i think that it takes a special kind of person to be able to raise you're raising and forming another human fucking being bro you know what i mean right life's not about you anymore it's not and like that's like the biggest thing for some people it just it blows my mind dude that some people are able to just neglect their kids and these deadbeat fucking dads that just abandon their kids and regardless of the fact like if something does happen with your spouse or whoever it may be I don't think that you shouldn't. Uh, it's not the kid's fault. You know, you know, yeah. it's like it's not the kid's fault that like my parents got divorced when I was seven. But my dad was always there and I was raised by my grand my my grandparents. So on my dad's side. So, I, you know, I always yeah. had that that uh, that, you know, my dad in my life, my entire life. And even till this day. So it's not like I had a bad childhood, but you know, I didn't have the typical relationship with my father, like how you see in movies and shit where they play catch with you and all this stuff. You know, I never had that. He provided for me financially and I was I always had everything that I needed to have. So when I had my kids or my kid, I I just told myself that I wasn't going to, you know, neglect them like that. Yeah, you, you don't want to repeat uh, the mistakes of our parents. Yeah, you want to you want to do better, you know, which. Yeah, I mean, that can be a double-edged sword too, you know, but you're right. I mean, you, 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 you don't want to repeat the mistakes of your parents. So therefore you correct and hopefully they turn out to be uh, great human beings. I mean, I've seen people that they they were great parents, you know, and it's that, it's that nature versus nurture, you know, 
they were great parents, um, did everything that they thought was right, you know, loved that child and whatever that child's fate was, they turned out to not be great people, you know, maybe died young, um, got into serious drugs, uh, you know, the man's drugs. And so it's definitely, it's definitely a tightrope act, but you know, you just got to be a good person and try to teach them to be a good person. And that's all you really can do. Yeah. You know, I got emotional definitely talking just about it because like, it's like, you know, you just live back like all your, your childhood and shit. And like, I didn't know this was going to be a fucking therapy session, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit, man. But yeah, it's, uh, now nah, kids are awesome though, dude. Kids are awesome and they change and they make you a better person, you know? So. Yeah, I agree. But fuck, I dude. Agree. I mean, uh, you fucking made me cry and shit, dude. <laughs> so uh, hey, that that's cool, man. That 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 gets to the core of you, you know. Everybody's like, oh man, you know. Like, I think that's awesome. I really do. So, uh, so moral of the story is: don't be a piece of shit, and and you know, treat others with kindness and respect, and you know, exactly, if, if, and treat and treat the environment around you with with respect, and don't be a piece of shit. You know, it's like your trip, you know, where all the you had that realization that we're a virus let's not be a fucking virus people yes sir so uh i don't know if you shared your social media at the beginning dude but we'll go ahead and call it it's gonna be dubbed the <laughs> therapy session you know it talked about <laughs> the arts the ancients and the mushroom nightmares so uh one more time for the <laughs> listeners at home dude where can people find your work um, and and i'll have you back on again dude because it's a very uh, deep conversation and just, you know, sharing experiences and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This was awesome, man. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, people can just find me on Instagram at Tron's universe. I definitely like, if you don't go give me a follow, go to paranoid American, give Thomas a follow uh, paranoidamerican.com and just keep an eye out for my coloring book. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what else coming down the pipeline so all right so dude how how do you feel about your first podcast in the books you know what i'm really excited i'm really happy and uh i'm really proud and yeah so thank you awesome dude i appreciate you coming on dude i had a great time even uh you know got a little bit emotional there but you know that's what that's what life is all about right like living these experiences and and just trying like how i said become a better person and don't be a piece of shit and yeah treat the treat the world and and the planet with some respect because we only have one of them and when this shit's gone i think that's what uh, elon musk is trying to do he's trying to piece the fuck out before everything you know crumbles (laughs) beneath their fucking feet but yeah that was that was a great episode man had a lot of fun thank you again
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.